Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Anthony Moragliata Show, the premier New Jersey-based politics podcast. Today, we're in for a really big treat. Today, we're joined by my good friend and the chair of the Gloucester County GOP, Jackie Vigilante. Uh, Jackie's working really hard down in uh, South Jersey to uh, make sure we take back the legislature. And there are a couple of pivotal races down there, specifically the um, LD3 and LD4, um, which are two of the most competitive in the state. And Jackie, um, I'm going to hand it over to you. How are you doing today? Thank you, Anthony. Thank you for having me today. I'm excited to talk politics with you for a few minutes. Oh, of course. Anytime. Um, so, as like I mentioned before, um, two of the most competitive races in the state are in Gloucester County um, and LD3, led by um, cur- our current senator, Ed Durr, and an LD4, uh, which is just currently led by uh, Chris Del Borello. I know you got the Gloucester GOP originally supported um, the slate led by Nick DeSilvio. Um, but let's really, I want to dive more into the LD4 because that's a race I'm really following closely since it's going to be a big pickup for Republicans this year. Um, so I, I have been seeing that that uh, the sex ed curriculum is now becoming a big focal point in that race. Um, how's it looking in that race so far? Great in that race. Those candidates are out there. They're working hard. Uh, door knocking, uh, touching base with the residents, and you know the safety of our children is an extremely big issue. One of the candidates, um, Amanda, is a school teacher, right? So she she lives this stuff, and you know Chris Del Borello has young children himself. Uh, Matt has some grandchildren. Uh, the safety and, and protection of our children, uh, like every voter in New Jersey, that's top priority. Jersey's taking it off the deep end when it comes to prioritizing what should be taught in schools and how parents should be the people who raise their children, not the second grade teacher. Um, and, uh, you know, people like the LD4 team and definitely the LD3 team are fighting to to fix that and the opportunity to go to Trenton mm-hmm. to create that majority so that we can bring sense back to uh, legislation in New Jersey. Right. And um, have they um, scheduled a debate yet with um, the Democrat opponents there? No debate has been scheduled yet, to my knowledge. No, no. Um, that'll be an interesting debate because it the be. Democrat opponent there in LD4 has been in Trenton for a long time, doing a lot of nothing. Uh, right. So I'm sure there's a lot there for uh, Chris Del Borello to go after when he gets a chance to debate him. Of mm-hmm. course. And I think it would be um, good for the people of the district to actually um, know the issues Um and you know, because it's it's a it's a very competitive race, so it's something where a, there needs to be a debate. Um, so th- let's go into um the third district now, led by um probably the most popular state senator in New Jersey right now, Ed Durr. As many of you know who are watching, um, Senator Durr took out the most powerful uh, state senator, uh, former Senate President Steve Sweeney, and now he just recently fended off a primary challenge from his own assembly running mate, uh, Bet Sawyer. Um, and it's looking like, like Ed Durr is a very popular guy. I mean, I've had a lot of good conversation with him. I know his chief of staff very well, Tina. Um, but, I mean, Jackie, I really think Ed should be fine. Um, of course, the district is, you know, labeled still as competitive. But what have you been seeing there? Well, you know, we do see his immense popularity, but we're not taking any advantages of that. You know, uh, right. Ed's working as hard as he did when he was elected in 21 as uh, his first term as state senator. Um, it's interesting. 
prior to 2021, Anthony, did you think you and I would ever be talking about the two most competitive LD districts being in Gloucester County? You know, no. <laughs> it's just such a turn. Things turn in politics every single day. And uh, this has been meteoric. You know, we went from having no seat at the table anywhere in Trenton uh, to LD3 being, like you said, it certainly is competitive, but we believe that Senator Durr and Tom Tedesco and Beth Ann McCarthy have uh, the what it takes to win, and I believe that they will be successful on Election Day. LD4 is competitive, and that's thanks to some redistricting. It made the district a lot more red, um, and I do believe that this team, as hard as they are working, will be able to be successful on November 7th. Right, and the, the worst thing you can do as a candidate is get cocky. Because when you get cocky, then you're going to lose. Um, yeah, no, and we, we are used to being the underdogs, so we know how to continue to be the underdogs and fight like we are the underdog in Gloucester County. We don't take uh, anything for granted. Uh, we mm-hmm. work hard. We don't raise the kind of money the Democrats raise. We're never going to, and we know that and we accept that. What we do is we have grit, we have energy, we have a phenomenal group of volunteers. Our county committee is as big as it's ever been. Uh, we're, you know, approaching better than half, which is pretty good for uh, Republican County, where there were only 100 county committee seats just six years ago, so or, or seats filled six years ago. So uh, we're over 300 now, and we had a meeting last night, and 200 people showed up for our annual meeting. So it was That's a great awesome. success. It's a great success. I believe that um, everybody is committed to putting aside primary differences, putting aside what we saw um, happen over the summer and move forward to get these candidates elected in what, 88 days, 87 days? Is that what we're looking well, at? A little less than 90 days now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and it kind of, like you just said, just kind of leads me into what I was going to um, speak about next, um, is about what happened, you said, happened over the summer when um, they, you were, um, some, there's a group in Gloucester County that wants to try to take you out. Um, I mean, to be honest, I, I'm just speaking on knowing you for a couple of years I've known you. I mean, I find it very hard not to like you. You're very nice. You're so sweet. Always been good to me. I was told you that before. Uh, and we, we need, we, honestly, we need more um, people like you in politics to bring integrity to the game and know more of the sliminess. But like, uh, but what, what's what's happened now post um, that? Uh, well, post that, there's there's still grumblings that we, we aired some differences at an annual meeting last night. I hope, you know, I come from a great big Italian family. We fight large, we loud and large, and then we all yeah. make up and, you know, break bread together. And I believe that in politics, as I said, things change every day. So uh, there are people who want a change in leadership for various reasons. Uh, you know, some of those reasons are that I accepted uh, Democrats who flipped to Republican, uh, you know, a mayor in Williamstown. Um, and, you know, other we just flipped the, the, um, the mayor in Paulsboro. I believe that if you're a Democrat and your party doesn't stand for what you believe in anymore, mm-hmm. hey, file a voter registration change and become a Republican. I welcome those people because we need to grow our tent. We need to be the bigger party. And uh, by when I say bigger, I just don't mean in size. I mean by willingness to accept people who don't have a home. We're not ever all going to agree on all of the issues all the right. time. But we do agree on the core issues, and we have to keep that in mind. That was my message to county committee last night. We had our differences. Voters spoke. I am fully behind the ticket that won in the primary, and I want all my county committee people to be behind that ticket because that's the only way we're going to be successful in in November. Right, and I know a lot of times um, Republicans have a trouble uniting post-primary because there are a lot of people who say to me, 
or just or just just in general. Oh well, my my back candidate didn't win the primary, so I'm just going to hold out on election day. Well, in reality, though, that hurts us. And how are we going to get those people across the finish line? Give them a reason to vote for us. Right. Well, and that's that's the trick. You know, the trick is really saying to everybody, all right. We, we accept that primaries occur and that sometimes they occur for great reasons and sometimes it's really bad reasons, but we have, that's part of the system. But at the end of the day, taking your, you know, your vote and going home and not exercising it in the general hurts everybody, including yourself, right? If you're a Republican and you're active in a primary or at least invested in a primary, that means you care about Republican principles and you care who's leading us. So maybe your candidate didn't win in the primary, but ultimately a Republican did. Get behind that Republican. Um, you know, it's funny because we're very tribal people as as just, as I think it's genetic in us. Mm-hmm. And we join a tribe and we stick with that tribe called hell or high water. Um, and we have to understand that we don't live in a world of tribes anymore. We really have to join together. Otherwise, the Democrats are always going to beat us. And we can't allow that to happen. Right. And the thing with the Democrats is they always will vote for, um, like, they don't care um, if it's, you know, they, they disagree with them on, like a lot of issues, it's because they have, they have a D next to their name. That's how they're going to vote. Um, and like I said before, that Republicans, they disagree with the person on one issue. Okay, that's it. I'm not voting for you now. Um, well, and so we need to... We're not sheep, right? Republicans are very independent, um, the they principled people. And sometimes we let our, you know, our dedication to those principles interfere with the dedication to the overall good. Democrats fall in line, let's face it, in Gloucester County, they fall in line because they control all the jobs and all the money. Right. You know, if your aunt, uncle, and brother have a county job, you're told to vote D, you're going to vote D, uh, and you're going to go collect those mail-in ballots. So we're not going to be able to fix that until we start winning and taking over control of A, the county, um, and the same thing in Trenton. We need, as a party, to have a House, one of the legislators in our in our control to fight back, to push back. Otherwise, stupid legislation like we see every day gets passed by the Senate Assembly and it gets up to the governor's desk and he gladly signs it. What is it, gas stoves or, um, you know, whatever it is. Uh, it, it electric just, vehicles. Electric vehicles. Yeah, it, it's just, it, it's absurd. And meanwhile, people like you, people like me, we're working hard every day to feed our families and we pay our taxes. And we just want our place and our ability to have an impact on the outcome. Exactly. And sometimes um, it, sometimes it would be better to you know vote with your head, not your heart. I mean, your heart might be telling you, oh, well, I mean, I really don't you know like this person, but your head would tell you, oh, well, they're the nominee, so I might as well vote for them to save our country, save our state, or in this case, save our county. Right. It's true. It's true. Um, it's, hard. it's hard to separate that for a lot of people, their heart and their principles. But I think... You know, airing some grievances, which you're asking about what happened this summer. I'm hoping, and I've talked to the candidates. We have great, a great county slate of candidates. Um, one of the candidates is the former chair of this organization. You know, well, he and I were on the phone today, and we both agree. The only way to move forward is to move forward together. Um, they seem very willing to accept the fact that the judge ruled our election for chair is going to be next next June at our, at our biannual reorg. Mm-hmm. We will have that. Uh, people can vote. If I'm not the leader that they choose to have at that time, I fully accept that. But for right now, we have a job to do, and that job is to win in November. 
Right, exactly. And our main priority should be to, well, of course, take back the legislature. That's the most important one. Absolutely. And, um, of course, you know, like, you know, I've been working hard with, uh, you know, knocking doors, um, getting people to sign up to vote by mail. And even vote by mail, a lot of Republicans are skeptical of it, mostly because they think that it could lead to it could lead to fraud. Their vote might not get counted. Uh, mm -hmm. And the thing is, that at the end of the day, and in my last episode, I talked to with uh, Mary Walter about this is that if we want to win these elections, we need to embrace vote by mail, legal ballot harvesting, and vote early. Because even my, my good friend Scott Presler said this, also talked to this about Mary Walter last episode. And Scott said, Democrats vote for 12 days, Republicans vote for 12 hours. So we cannot afford to wait until election day to get out all of our voters. I mean, we need to start doing it as soon as, well, pretty much at this point, like right away, uh, but as soon as vote by mail ballots come out, that's when you have to be going door to door, door and saying, hey, to make sure you turn your vote by mail ballot. We know who's going to get them. The same people that got them in the last general election are most likely going to. We could start now. And I've encouraged people to do that. You get the list from last year. We know who's going to get the mail-in ballot. We start that outreach. We know they're going to get it on September 23rd, 24th, 25th. It's going to come in the mail. Get it then. Get, you know, um, we get it returned. Help people in any way we can to get that ballot back and and that ballot back. And then you know those are people we don't have to chase down later on. Mm -hmm. We've expended that energy early, and now we can focus on the on the people who may not come out to vote in a general in a general assembly election. Um, you know the odd year election. So that's really we're going to have to pump up that turnout too this year. So I yeah. agree with you. The mail-in ballot Republicans have to accept it. I know a lot of people don't trust it, um, but the Democrats are better than it at it than we are last year they increased their voter vote by mail registration in gloucester county by i want to say it was um at least a 25 percent increase and that return and the return of that was another they were 65 percent of that 20 so so if they increased it by five thousand, they had returned about another 3500 ballots that we weren't expecting because you know they held them to election day they were all dumped election day you know i filed an oprah there's a whole lawsuit over it but, um, you know, we, we can't wait till the last minute. We have to bank the ballots that we know are out there. Yep. And that's where um, we come in to uh, make sure they get out to the polls. And this year, every four years around this time, it's always low turnout, 18, 20 percent. Yeah. But now um, the last thing I want to talk to you about is that your upcoming, the upcoming um, chairwoman's um, reception in a Adelphia restaurant. And I believe that you have a special guest coming that day, too. Uh, we extended an invitation to Riley Gaines through her people, and we got a yes back, so she will be here. Uh, she will be. At, we'll have a VIP meet and greet. She's going to stay for the whole event. She's going to be our keynote speaker. Riley Gaines, as you know, was kind of pushed to the forefront of the transgender and women's sports issue when she right. was competing against Leah Thomas, and she should. Sh I mean, she was a champion swimmer, and she should have won, and men were competing against her. Um, and her platform is Save Women's Sports. And I think it speaks so much to all, all that we, we talk about. Look, I, I, if somebody's transgender, I, God bless them. Do what you have to do in your life to make yourself happy. But don't, women's sports are called women's sports because they're women's sports. They're exactly. Not, you know, so let's keep certain things the way they are. I mean, that just, or you eliminate gender in sports altogether and we're going to have everybody play in the same sport. And, you know, people are going to get seriously injured if you're going to have a, a bunch of male and female soccer players all in the same field at the same time. So um, Riley has a very, very strong message. She was just in um, 
Texas with Governor Abbott as he signed Save Women Sports legislation. And, uh, you know, the manner in which she was treated by the protesters was just horrific. You know, as she was entering right. the building, she was spat at. You know, we have to learn to respect each other. You know, no one is saying you can't be transgender. That's not the point. Mm-hmm. The point is, you know, especially in college athletes, these people are there. They're getting scholarships. If you're competing with people who you can never actually be competitive with because of the structure of their body, the, 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 the genetics, how are you ever going to get those scholarships? So, so we're going to eliminate opportunities for women if we allow this to continue. So I think Riley's message really speaks to what we all believe um, and, and in, in a positive way. I mean, she, she was directly impacted by it. So I, I look forward to having her. I think she's going to be a great draw. I think she will bring in some um, of your generation. So right. maybe some people active and see that the Republican Party uh, does represent um, the younger generation as well. Yeah, well. Uh, not only is that like a winning issue, well, yeah, it's a good issue to run on because it's just, it's a common sense issue. Majority of people realize, oh, well, men competing against women in sports, that's uh, not right. Um, because, because, and, and the common argument here, oh, see, oh, well, that's what they identify as. Well, yeah, well, that, well, sometimes uh, what you think is right may not actually be morally right. Uh, in this case, you know, men shouldn't be competing against women Period. Uh, but bottom line, though, I will say I plan to attend. I will definitely do my best to come to there. I mean, I, I appreciate you extending the invite to me the other day. Um, but uh, before we get going, I want to talk about the county races in Gloucester County. How are they looking? Great. We have excellent candidates. Um, they're working hard. They're trying to get out there and meet the voters. The wonderful thing is we've got, in almost every town, we've got a really good competitive municipal race. So our county candidates are working with the municipal candidates to make sure they're reaching the areas where we know we're going to get voter turnout. Um, And, uh, you know, it's looking really good. I think we we have a control race this year. So there's three commissioner seats up. Uh, we take two of the three and we have control because we have two existing commissioners. But we believe and we're hoping we're going to get all three seats this year and a county surrogate as well. Because, you know, awesome. a couple of years ago, we got the county sheriff's office. So, Right. Yes. Uh, Jonathan Sammons um, is definitely a great sheriff you guys got down there. Yeah. Uh, but most importantly, though, this is the year um, that we, you can make some really big strides in Gloucester County. Um, so if you're watching, you live in Gloucester County, you have friends who live there, family, make sure to tell them to vote. It's a major battleground in New Jersey, and it, it and the path to taking back the legislature for the Republicans runs through Gloucester County. Uh, Jackie, thank you so much for coming on. Um, hopefully, we'll have you back on uh, very, very soon. Always a pleasure to chat with you, Anthony. Have a good night. You too. Thank you. And to everyone Bye. watching, um, well, I'm signing off for now, but I'll see you next time. Bye.